Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, Episode 20, and I am Demetrius Malbro, your Chief Data Protection Chef. And Data Protection Gumbo is set up with the aim to expand the awareness of the IT industry by being a voice for protecting all types of digital information, whether big or small. And in the six degrees that separate the circles of storage, data protection, cloud, and backup and recovery, it all seems to return full circle to the kitchen as a diverse pot of gumbo. And today on Data Protection Gumbo, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Steve Kiniston, Vice President of Product Marketing for Infinidat. And as, a, as the VP of Product Marketing, his responsibilities include helping to erase the awareness of the technology Infinidat is de delivering to the market with focus on how it come, helps corporations drive competitive advantage. Welcome to the Gumbo, Steve. Thank you very much, Demetrius. It is a pleasure and honor to be here. I listen to your show frequently. Thank you for having me. And we appreciate your support. All right, Steve, let's jump into the questions here. So what do you mean by uh, density when it comes to the InfiniBox? And how does that allow you to replace uh, some of your competitors' devices? That's a good question. So I think one of the things that uh, we talk about or we think about when it comes to the, the InfiniBox system is the fact that we've really taken on a lot of innovation from the multitude of years of experience from the entire development staff that we have at InfiniDat. So it's not like we leveraged traditional technologies, traditional RAID technologies and that sort of thing to build what we would consider a, an evolutionary box. We've actually gone through and done, done things like rewritten RAID-like code to be able to be smarter about how it leverages the drives and the capacities in such a way that we can actually take advantage of more of the capacity of more of the drives working together in, in order to cut down on the amount of, of um, space that is used for traditional RAID-type technologies. So when you do that when you when you actually you know back up and you rewrite uh, a lot of the code you, you can do some interesting things so <clears throat> the the infinibox is over a petabyte over two petabytes of capacity in a single floor tile and we've been able to accomplish that with our in what with our, our raid like capabilities that uh, only actually use about 20 percent uh, uh, or 2% of every drive to be able to go through and, and um, maintain seven nines of availability, high availability, incredibly okay. fast rebuild times, so uh, uh, fif uh, 15 minutes for even a two-drive failure, but overall take advantage of, of more capacity on all of the drives. Okay, so would you consider the InfiniBox a hybrid or gateway type system? Yeah, it, it, is, it is. I would definitely consider it a hybrid system. It, it, we call it a flash-optimized hybrid uh, system. So there's uh, three okay. terabytes of, of cache, of DRAM cache. There's 86 terabytes of uh, flash cache. And then there's 480 drives. Today we support the three terabyte drives of, of spinning uh, spinning drives. Uh, so it's a combination of the ability to be able to serve data to the application from 
flash to give you the performance that you're looking for. However, as data becomes stale, spin it down to uh, or flush it down to the spinning capacity where where it's still online and available and can be retrieved quickly. Uh, however, um, uh, you're serving more of your your reads right from from the flash cache. Okay, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and throw out the uh, secret word of the day, cloud. So can, can the InfiniBox push data to the cloud? So InfiniBox does put, can push data to the cloud, and the way we do that is through snapshotting or our replication type of capabilities. So if you have a local InfiniBox, let's say, in your data center and you're using it for your primary storage applications, as you want to have off-site capabilities, you can actually replicate data to an InfiniBox that is in the cloud. Now, the underlying core software that is InfiniBox right, does not necessarily have to run on top of, we use industry standard, uh, I, I it's kind of a kind of a weird word to use these days. Some people like it, some don't. But commodity type hardware, but we can actually run it on top of virtual systems within the cloud and actually snap and replicate data into the cloud. Okay, so you mentioned snapshot. So what what does unlimited snapshot capability uh, truly mean, and what is the biggest benefit of the snapshots? So uh, as data protection gumbo covers quite frequently. It's really around protecting your information. It's about reliability. It's about data accessibility and availability. So uh, unlimited snapshots means exactly that. So we have, you know, tested up to, I think it's 100,000 snapshots on a, on a system. And again, because wow. of what we've been able to accomplish uh, through rewriting some of our own sets of capabilities, um, you know, our, our snapshots are actually time-based, so we don't need to freeze the application in order to quiesce it and and, um, and slow down the application. We can take, uh, but we've had customers who have come to us and said, hey, can, can I make this larger? And we've said, sure, and they've gone ahead and, and, and tried that. So uh, it, it's unlimited. I, I, we haven't run into any issues yet, but uh, again, it's really all around the, the fact that, and joke with analyst friends of mine, that you know, how do you back up a petabyte of storage? And, and you really don't, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes right. to operational recovery, <laughs> you probably want the volumes or the file systems that you that you use most regularly snapped and be able to recover instantaneously. And so what we've tried to do is provide in the box the ability to have unbelievably fast data access in the event that, that something happens. And I think that's really important to, you know, the protection, reliability, and availability of the system. Okay, great. So, so you mentioned, you know, all of those very important things that, you know, customers and uh, corporations, businesses are all seeking, you know, availability, performance, you know, they basically need those things. Um, and that, that's at the top of all, all of, all of the solutions that are, you know, in the, in the industry space. So do you feel that, that innovation in the storage and backup and recovery industry has been, you know, too slow or, taking too long to get, you know, get us where we are today? Well, you know, that's a really interesting question and probably one of the reasons why I, I really like listening to your show as well as um, other other podcasts or blogs that talk about data protection um, and the innovation within this space. So I've been in, in the data protection space for, for 
you know, 15 of my 20, 20 years in storage, um, okay. covering all the different backup products, evolving from, you know, traditional backup software like Veritas to an Avamar, which, you know, in its day was innovative, the data, you know, the, the deduplication at the source versus at the target, like a data domain, right. um, We've we've heard all of us have heard way too too often that tape is dead and we know it's not. I ran IBM's <laughs> tape business and 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 I, I yeah. look at the amount of money they they sunk into that business. Uh, and sunk not being a bad word, but they they the invest in that business to do things like, you know, hundreds of terabytes on a cartridge. I think those innovations are very 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 interesting. I think what becomes difficult in the second tier, i.e., not your primary data but your backup space. Is the ability for folks to, um, you know, implement those things, right? To, to replace your backup software is not a matter of just going, oh, I'm just going to install the next new greatest thing and, and I'm done. We have too many requirements on the reason why we're back things up, especially from a compliance standpoint or, or if you're in a regulated type of business and more and more things have some sorts of regulations these days. Uh, or even corporate compliance, where I need to be able to get at that information. And that next generation or that next evolution doesn't allow the seamless uh, capabilities to be able to go back and grab it if you've used a different technology to put it there. So I see, I, I watch the change and the evolution in the data protection business um, as, as a slow-moving uh, type of evolution. But that said, there are a lot of new sets of capabilities that that come on the market that end up being taken advantage of or leveraged in s small areas of the business, uh, you know, like a new area of business or so a new application or a new project, whereby the new technology works really well, they like it, and then slowly over time they back that into you know other areas where they see value um, as they as they're coming off. You know, uh, or, or moving, let's say that uh, that old compliant, you know, sets of data forward, and they can actually have access to it with, with the new technology and new capability. And and quite frankly, I think I think the new the newest thing I think we have, and, and I mean you've been doing this uh, longer than I have. The newest thing I see is mm -hmm. this notion of of taking advantage of of snapshots for all of your operational recovery is the ability to mount and clone, and use right. it very quickly. And I th I think in virtualized world. Which which we're, we're getting closer and closer to 100 percent, and even even though we're not quite yet, um, we see the ability to, to to clone snapshots, use them, and start working right away. Not just for operational recovery, but for newer things like test and dev and um, analytics and uh, reporting and that sort of thing. Uh, and I'd be curious, you know, your thoughts if, if if you're seeing a lot of the same types of things. I have been, you know, in data protection and backup and recovery for uh, quite some time now. And I remember, you know, first starting out, you know, working for IBM and I was a part of the Tivoli Storage Manager support team, fielding phone calls from, you know, more experienced TSM administrators because their systems were down and they needed to, you know, recover the TSM server in order to uh, be able to, you know, make the nightly backup window. Um, so they could start taking backups of all of their other um, thousands of systems in their environment. And, you know, tape was, you know, like the primary medium. Um, so things have definitely, you know, evolved. And, you know, we have big data out there. We have the Internet of Things. You know, we're actually backing up 
uh, genomics, uh, genome data, DNA information, and, you know, how spectacular is it to, you know, be able to sequence a genome and then you take that information that, you know, two or three petabytes of, you know, a person's genome and then protect that information. You know, so it's it's getting really interesting now to be into data protection and backup and recovery because, you know, we, we touch, you know, every piece of information now that makes the digital universe kind of thrive, right? So, you know, that leads me into my next question. So where do you see storage going, you know, in the next two to five years? Well, I definitely see a trend, and I think, you know, it, it's probably um, – uh, you know, for, for for me to say, right? I definitely see an, an area uh, where um, uh, density, storage density, and storage capacity and costs have to get closer together, right? Because uh, you mentioned a very, very important um, you know segment as 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 one example, right? Genomics mm-hmm. research. So the the cost to sequence a human genome at the turn of the decade was a hundred thousand dollars right and today we're at five thousand dollars and we've actually had conversations with computational biologists in their lab that say the the more most difficult thing that they have to deal with in their lab today has nothing to do with biology it's storing the data and the ability right. to be able to recover and process and, and um, have access to that information, and so um, it's it's you know the the, the I, I call it the competitive business process, right? So if you're in genomics, it's not the biologists or the scientists or whatever. It's the IT is holding the, the scientific mission back, and it's holding back the mission of each one of these companies that is trying to be more and more competitive. And it's you know a, a big part of of the overall costs of being able to to run these operations today has to do with storage because it's your data right the application right. is x big and it it tries to process more and more information well that that information just continues to grow, so storage is growing and growing and growing so you know I definitely see the ability to store more capacity in in much smaller in a much smaller footprint being very important. However, the key is, is is sacrifice, right? What does one have to sacrifice uh, to be able to accomplish that? And part of our mission at Infinidat is is n- no sacrifice, no compromise, right? I still need the performance, I still need the reliability, and I still need the scale in order to be able to deal with this. So, so how important is lowering your capex and opex or capital expenditures and operational expenditures to you and your customers and also how does the InfiniBox uh, embody that statement it, uh, that's a really interesting question because um, I think I think that conversation is a conversation we've been having a lot with customers lately not just um, when you talk capex and opex it's usually the financial so not just the CFO or um, the director of IT or the VP of IT that has a mission to both um, ensure they're delivering flexible technology but also control costs, you're also talking to the line of business manager. And I think today we've, we've migrated in such a space where the line of business and IT are getting closer and closer. And the, 
they're all looking at the ability to control cost. So uh, when I talk about this competitive business process and you know what I want to pay for the intelligence to be able to drive big data um, environments. So for example, if I'm in the banking industry, what is it going to take me to be able to uh, apply um, uh, knowledge to a data set that helps my business be more competitive or breaks me out into new um, uh, new markets. And so we say, okay, you, you want to hire a data scientist. Well, what's that going to cost? Well, what does that come at the cost of? And it comes at the cost of what I need to have in place to be able to, to perform those operations, i.e. the data, right? And again, the storage. So we constantly look at not just uh, so we constantly look at the overall cost of the system just to be able to deploy the hardware in and of itself. But then, in addition, and uh, you know the the history of of Infinidat coming from you know Moshe to XIV uh, with the new interfaces, the ability to manage things very simply, you know, more and more petabytes per um, FTE, right, is very very important to us because because you don't want to you don't as storage continues to grow, you can't afford to grow the people that manage it, right? It has to be, right. it has to be controllable. And, and the, it, all of those things play a big part in how we deliver the InfiniBox. Okay. All great, fantastic answers. So we are almost at the end of our segment. Um, but let's move on to a new piece that I started in my previous episode, and I call this the... Data protection gumbo secret ingredient question. Okay? Already. You got to get ready for this question. All right. <laughs> so what is that one ingredient that you feel will spice up the gumbo of technology centered on innovation in the data protection backup and recovery market this year and into the future? So um, that's a really good question, right? And, and I, I think that if we want to – have a look at and kind of go back to, to the to the question you talked a little bit about uh, before around some of the innovations around backup and that sort of thing and how, how we move those things forward. I am a big proponent of the capabilities and, and technology capabilities around the market segment that, that IDC kind of carved out talking about copy data and the uh. ability to, to catalog your information. Uh, again, a big, big, big metadata um, uh, quote unquote problem or, or question to solve, but a but right. a big metadata issue. But if I can catalog that information, and I have the ability to find it, and I can do things like snapshot it and not continuously create you know my 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 daily backups with my with my or my 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 daily incrementals, my weekly fulls, and 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 propagate data, but save that capacity for base efficient snapshotting capabilities with a catalog to be able to find things and then the ability to be able to repurpose those things and bring them up automatically and use them for different business purposes, right. I, I think that's really, really cool type of technology. And I think foundationally, the snapshotting and the cloning we have in our InfiniBox, and I think as we continue to grow, it's the ability to, to automate those processes. Things like doing like a chef or a puppet for, uh, for storage, becomes increasingly more and more important. And, and I believe over the course of this year, we'll start to see some of that. Awesome, awesome, and fantastic. So I really appreciate your time here today, Steve. And 
thank you for appearing on Data Protection Gumbo, and I look forward to um, more conversations with you in the future. Well, thanks, Demetrius, and uh, again, big big proponent of the show, and keep going because I want to keep listening. Thank you very much. I want to thank you for listening. I welcome your feedback on iTunes and ask that you provide a rating and share with your peers. Please follow me on Twitter at dmalbro and connect with me on LinkedIn. Together we will be able to add to the innovation of storing data more efficiently and smarter. Have a great week.